How's it going, brother? Hanging in there. So we oh, living we, the dream. Absolutely. So we made it. Our our guy our guys arrived. This is uh this is the guy we quoted in our show title. This is the whole show right here. This <laughs> is the guy with the whole this is the the meaning of the show right here. We should have just started here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got we're on episode three, Toodle Fucking Ooh. Which is gonna be? I was thinking about this earlier, and I'm, when I'm when I'm writing the uh, the show notes, I was like, should I write "Toodle Fucking Ooh" as the the show title? I think I might bleep out the fucking. Just I, I don't want to get us censored. Do you think that's a good good idea or no? Uh, I think you want to know what's funny because I was just gonna bring this up. A fun fact: in 2000, when the episode was made, it was originally just "Toodaloo," but they changed it because of the scene. With her in in the psychiatrist's office, yep, to total fucking ooh. So <laughs> I think we should we're we're doing a, an injustice if we don't say total fucking ooh throughout it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip a coin on it when we're post post production. All right, so a lot of stuff happens in this episode. You and I talked about it yesterday a little bit. Um, we have this one storyline here about. Where, where Meadow has a party at Livia's house and trashes the place, and it felt kind of season one. Is, that's accurate to say. I would agree. It, it felt a little lagging and really didn't need to be part of the storyline. But I think it it added a little bit of value towards the end. I thought the aftermath of it was good, where it was it kind of showed Tony and Carm as parents. And I'm not a parent. I know you have you have two two children. Probably aren't who aren't that age yet, where you're thinking about taking away their Discover cards or anything. But uh, that was such a that was such a weak punishment. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone knew it was bullshit, including Meadow, who just it was. I kind of thought of um, in season one how Tony kind of orchestrated everything that Junior was doing. This was like a little mini version of that with like Meadow kind of orchestrated she sopranoed him that's what she did she sopranoed him absolutely i so think we have that i think you should take away my discover card <laughs> yes <laughs> and what, what did she say for for two weeks and then they they settle on three make it three <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes okay but i need money and so it's just not even a real punishment she's just in, Instead, asking them for money instead of just getting it herself, and then smiles and walks away. Uh, the, yeah, that that smile was just like cold blooded. That was very soprano smile. Um, but yeah, that was that was a little bit of a storyline. But the major storyline, we have somebody who came out of jail. Yeah, we got we got our guy Richie. He's David Preval. He just comes in like a fucking lightning rod into this show, just like right away. And we're gonna get. Next episode, we're going to get another big character intro. Which which do you think is bigger, this one or the one we're getting next episode? I think it's the one in the next episode, just because of the 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 storylines that go through him and the fact that he has a longer arc. Yeah, that's what I was, I, I I agree with you. I think Rich, Richie might be a better short term introduction but the next one is going to be much more significant long term especially when we get to season four. Oh yes it's season four and season five definitely so we have so we got we got meadow trashing livia's place we got uh rich 
Richie April being introduced in the show. Then we kind of have this third storyline with Melfi. She kind of, kind of seems to be struggling with her decision to cut Tony off. Yes. Uh, also, you, what's it called? You see, um, what's it called? Janice. Janice. Janice weaseling her way in again. Yeah. And it, it was kind of funny because initially she said they're being too tough, Tony and Carmella with her until it affected her. She's all about herself. It's crazy how she is. Yeah. The way she is as a character, it's just, she's one of the most, like, you know, there's a couple of infuriating characters throughout the show. A lot of people right. say Richie was, but I like the villain that he played. I think oh. he played a great villain. Um, like, you know, the, like the sides, the side guy who's going to cause problems for Tony. I think he's one of the best ones throughout the whole series. Um, but she's one of those annoying characters that, like, you just want to, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially, and I think, I think at one point in this episode, Carmela actually tells her, like, shut your fucking mouth when it comes to my kids. Oh, yeah, that, that was the, that was... You got to see calm and like her uh, natural habitat because <laughs> they're very different when it comes to their own family. Like you know, they 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 could seem like they're cold and calculated and all about certain things, but when it comes to their children, they don't stop. Right, right. I agree. All right, so why don't we just get into it? We start talking about our favorite scenes here. Mm. All right. So the first one I have written down here is the first scene with Richie. And this is he, Adriana, who we find out is his niece. And we're going to talk about that a little more. It's kind of in my nitpicks. But he gets dropped off. He sees Beansy Gata, this this guy that apparently they have a history with. He goes to his pizza joint. What happens here? Well, um, you see Richie sitting down, having a cup of coffee. Beansy comes up to him. And basically, like, oh, you know, if you, I would have known you're out, you know, he goes ten years, you know, not even a, a, a fuck yourself. <laughs> basically, he says to him, like, you know, like you didn't give a shit, and he goes, I, I want what's mine now. Yeah, and he, you, you, you know, Beans, he's acting like a little bit of a tough guy, and says, <laughs> you know, and then all hell breaks loose, literally just out of the can, and he's just gonna beat the shit out of the first person he sees. I, such a great scene. So I thought of um, you. Do you watch Arrested Development? I've watched some of it. Okay. Well, you know, like, sometimes there'll be a scene where Ron Howard does, like, the voiceover work in that show. And I thought of the scene where Be- Beansy says to Richie, he's like, I'm no greaseball store owner. I thought of, like, Arrested, De- Arrested Development, just have, like, a voiceover. Actually, he was just a <laughs> greaseball store owner. <laughs> and just gets hit with a fucking coffee thing. <laughs> with a coffee pot. <laughs> so, yeah. So this guy, apparently, he was helping Richie and Jackie back in the day uh, move some heroin. And it seemed like he made out well for himself because he has multiple pizzerias. Well, he what's it called? He basically, like, you know, later in the, in the episode, you, you hear him say, you know, I, I took my money and I did the right thing with it. Like, you guys, you know, just kept doing what you had to do. Right. Right. So this is, this is going to wind up. I mean, we could say it as a don't forget about it for later in the episode this is going to be uh some some bad thing bad shit's going to happen to beansy uh he's going to probably wish he uh 
handle this a little differently. What's the scene that you have for now? Uh, the one of the scenes I have, um, also piggybacking on Richie, is his encounter with Christopher. Okay, this is the sit down with Tony. Yes, so this is when you find out that uh, Adriana is his niece. Because they don't really, met, I don't think she calls him Uncle Richie when she drops him off. Yep. So you find out that that's his niece, and he heard that Christopher raised his hand to him, a hand to her, and like you know, he's like you know, Christopher denies it at first, and he's like, well, "What is he trying to get cute with me?" And he just explains to him that he's old school. And old school, if you want to, you know, if you want to, you know, raise your hands, you put a ring on it, you give it your last name, and then it's none of my fucking business. But until then, he basically threatened him and said, you do it again, I'll kill you. Right, right. And, and it was such a big scene, like, as far as, like, you know, him just solidifying how much of a badass this guy is. Right, yeah, he's kind of, he's, he'll say this several times. And it's probably not old at this point yet, but he he says I'm from the old school. Yeah, that's his uh, that's his claim to fame is old school. Um, Tony kind of throws it back in his face later on in the episode. Yes, but it it was a very powerful scene. What's another one you got? Um, so kind of like all my scenes here have to do with Richie. I got a junior meeting Richie in the hospital or in the the doctor's office. Very good scene. Yeah, so we see um, at the end of this, this sit down with Tony, Richie tries to talk to him about getting his shy back. And, you know, Tony, rightfully so, but maybe he could have handled it a little bit better. He just walks away from Richie like he's got COVID or something, just immediately like walks away from him. And it, Richie says it was disrespectful. It might have been. Dis- what do you think? Do you think I, I understand Tony's position here? He doesn't want to be talking about business in public. Well, never was listening when he's when Silvio sat down with him and said you could talk to him, but but not now and never here. Like it, it's all about because that was the time that everybody started doing the crackdowns on the mafia that time frame, and I think it was important to to let him because he just basically took over, and even though he still wants to call Junior the the boss by name, everybody knows, including the FBI, that Tony is the guy. Right. So it's, uh, what's it called? You know, I think he played a caution. I think played with caution. And I think that's the way he should have handled it. I, I do think it was a little disrespectful because he didn't know what was, what's been going on being that he's been in the can for 10 years. Right. But it should have been explained a little better from Silvio. Sure. That I do think. Sure. So anyway, this leads to, Kind of Richie feeling slighted, so he kind of I don't know what he what he what he thought the end game was here, but he kind of essentially goes over Tony's head and wants to talk to Junior, and he essentially tells him whatever you tell me, you and your brother and Junior says you and your brother were always good boys, and Richie Richie ends the scene by saying I'm yours Junior whatever whoever. You, you see that that I have that in my don't forget about it. So this could be like kind of consistent with old school. Like this is, he probably has a long history with junior. He probably did a lot of work for junior before he went to prison. So this is the guy, an older, an older guy, you know, he, uh, Richie is older than Tony. He might even look, he was, uh, he was Jackie's older brother. Yep. Yep. So 
he might not want to take orders from a guy younger than him, just, you know, consistent with the, the old school mantra here. So this is going to, this is going to be something we're going to want to keep an eye on this junior Richie Tony dynamic. Yes. Uh, what's another one you have? Um, I actually have the scene between um, Tony and Melfi in the restaurant. Good scene. Yeah. I think, is this the first time we see Johnny sack since season one? Uh, yes, this is the first time Johnny Sack is with them again. Okay. Um, so you see them eating dinner, just talking and bullshitting. I think they were talking about Beansy at the time because Paulie was bringing it up to Tony about it. Right. And then they catch these girls walking down the stairs and who else but Melfi. Right. And you see Tony look like, you know, he, he looks flustered. As soon as he sees her. Definitely. And then um, she starts to talk to him a little bit. Goes, oh, we're making small talk now. Yeah. So you see he wants something to do with her because he basically got shunned by her um, when he wanted to come back. I think it was in the last episode, two episodes ago. Oh, yeah. She was she was very, very clear. She didn't mince words. Get the fuck out of my life, I think, was the the, the thing she said to him. Yeah. She was, and because she lost a patient and really upset her, right? Um, but then you, what's it called? You know, but she it, ends it off by saying, "Toodle fucking uh, toodaloo," <laughs> not "toodle fucking oh." That's later. She says that, but yeah, um, she says that, and he just says goodbye, and then he just makes it like it was one of the girls that he's had sex with, and then they start <laughs> talking about sex and everything, um. I got part of this in my quotes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> um, and you, you, you figure she probably had one too many glasses of wine because if not, she might have just walked away from him altogether. I don't know about that. Maybe it's, it's, it's probably a, a coin flip on that one. I think she'd try to make it like as normal as possible. And she did. She tried to make it like they were friends, though. Right. And like I, he wanted nothing to do with it. Definitely not. So it was a good scene, and it's kind of uh, I don't have it in my don't forget about it, but probably you can you can file that away because we're gonna we're gonna come back. It, it seems like the cracks in her coldness towards Tony are starting to to form a little bit. I agree. What's another scene you got? I got um, the bad shit happening to Beansy here. This is where uh, uh, Richie is. You know, Richie's got so many people at this party for him, and he's he's getting blown by strippers. Everyone's happy to see him, or at least, you know, they're there to see him. I don't know if they're happy. That might be a stretch. But all all of these positive things going on for him at this party, and he's just kind of lasered in on the fact that Beansy's not there. Like, the one thing that's probably not even super significant, but it winds up leading him to go track Beansy down. And they get into a little confrontation. Richie pulls a gun on him. And it winds up with Richie going back, or Beansy going back to his car. Richie running him down with his car and leaving him uh, essentially a paraplegic. I I have that as actually one of my quotes. We'll get to that later. Sure. Um, So, yeah. It was such a, like, you know, it was a hard scene to watch. Definitely. It was. So, I think initially I was when I first watched this show like years ago, I was like, wow, Richie's a monster. But then I, I kind of saw the way I, and I don't think Beansy deserved what happened to him, but I see the way Beansy was kind of just like, 
a little weasel to him a little bit. And I'm I, like, he I probably should have shown more. Re- Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was saying I agree with you. And for some reason, it seemed like he took it personal that he wasn't there at the party. I think right. that's what drove him over the edge because maybe, you know, they could have buried the hatchet. And maybe that's what he was thinking about doing. I don't know. We're getting the vibes early on that Richie and this kind of is synonymous with him kind of flocking to Junior. They're kind of similar in their insecurity. So, yes. so Richie kind of just feeling this slight after slight by Beansy, who isn't a made guy, who isn't somebody who should be talking shit to any of these people. Maybe if Beansy had just shown like an ounce of respect, maybe instead of just saying, I'm no greaseball stoner, I'll step up when Richie said, I'll be by every Saturday. Maybe if instead he could have went about it a different way. Maybe said, Tony, could we get a sit down and we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out instead of just essentially saying like, fuck you, Richie, like, who are you, who are you to say anything? And you know, it, it ended very poorly for Beansy here. I have to agree with you. Sure. Uh, that was my, that was, Oh no, I got one more scene, but do you have any more? I, I actually have one more. Um, okay. it's not really any words or anything. Uh, it's the last scene. Okay. Meadow cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I have it is because you think she's some spoiled entitled brat and and everything but she, f- from time to time throughout the show she proves that you know she fluctuates back and forth from being the privileged girl who's like you know typical jersey girl who thinks you know who's got a real got a lot of money coming through the through the family but then you see some other sides of her where she shows that she's really decent. Yeah. So you, you see the decent side here because she realizes how she messed up. Right. And she was doing it because he was there to go change the locks on the door so that wouldn't happen again. But you see her just... It was a, it was a good scene just to see that, you know, she can do the right thing as opposed to her brother, which we'll get through in the future uh, he's got no redeeming qualities <laughs> definitely not and we'll, we'll yeah you're right we'll definitely uh we'll definitely be tackling those issues later on uh the last scene i have written down here was just tony visiting beansy in the hospital and it was just kind of a tough scene but it, it shows that tony even though he probably could have done more to prevent this from happening um you know he does care about beansy and he I don't know if he so much cares about him or he just wants to make sure that Beansy's going to play ball, keep his mouth shut. What, what did you think here? I think he was just trying to watch out for his investment. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, you know, he goes to the police about Richie, who knows what he's liable to say? Well, no, not only that, but like he still gets money from Beansy. Yeah. So he wants to make sure his, you know, his, his cash cow isn't going anywhere. Cause he mentions that, in a scene with Richie, that's a cash business. You know, nothing to nothing to detect. Right. Right. So, you know, could be like 80-20, Tony, uh, in this for himself, 20%, maybe he cares about Beansy a little bit. I, I, I think he does a little bit, but I, I think it more, like you said, towards protecting his investment and making sure nobody goes, making sure he doesn't go to the cops. Sure. All right. So that's all I got on scenes there. Uh, best quotes. 
Oh. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, you're good. What do you got? Oh uh, yeah, question? I got. I'm. I'm. Gun, I'm all good on scenes. Okay. <laughs> good. Circus in town. All right, best quotes. So the first one I have here is Tony. I think he's talking with Carmella at this point. They're talking about um, how they're going to discipline Meadow after the party. And Tony says, let's just not overplay our hand here because if she finds out we're powerless, we're fucked. That is a good quote. <laughs> What's one you have? Uh, same kind of uh, concept. Uh, she's saying it's not her fault. And he goes, if I had a quarter for every time you said that, I'd have a private jet on 24, 24 hours standby. <laughs> yeah, so good good quotes about their maybe a slight ineptitude as parents. Um, another one I have here is is from Richie, and this is kind of something I always think about when I'm whenever I get Veal Farm. And I've been this is this episode's I don't know twenty years old, so every time I I hear Veal Farm dinner, Veal Farm sandwich, um, Beansy tells. They got the little kid working for him, get a veal parm sandwich and be quick about it. And later on, Richie says, veal parmesan sandwich, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime I, I've ordered, you know, I'm a chicken parm guy, but, you know, so, once in a while I mix it up and I'll get a veal parmesan sandwich. And this never has not entered my, my head, this quote, whenever I'm eating veal. <laughs> I have to agree with you on that. I think I've used that a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> Veal is not big in this house because I have a crazy wife who's, you know, who's a little crazy about Veal, but don't worry about that. Got it. <laughs> um, I actually have uh, from the scene with uh, Melfi. Okay. When, when she sees Tony, you know, they're talking about blowjobs. And then uh, Paulie goes to Silvio. Hey, do you remember your first blowjob? He says, yeah. He goes, how long did it take the guy to come? <laughs> and it's so funny because he tells the joke. He Tony was sitting right next to him. And he goes, hey, Tony, do you hear what I said to Sill? I asked him if he remembered his first blowjob. And then he goes, yeah. And I asked him, how long did it take for the guy to come? And Tony was sitting next to him. That little nod. It was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good scene. That was I had that in my list, too. Um I got just another one. I think Livia was in this for like one scene. Richie came to visit her in the hospital, which was kind of just, it looked like he was essentially trying to plant a seed here with Janice. And he was talking, do you remember me like pulling up to your house, beeping for Janice to come out? And Livia just said, pimps beep. <laughs> so it was, that was a just quick one liner from Livia here. Uh, um, go ahead. I, I got, uh, what's it called? Let's see. Where is it? All right, uh, the scene uh, after Beansy get hit by the car with Tony. Okay. Uh, and uh, he goes, I told you to back off. He goes, I did. Then I put it in drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tough. I mean, and I think this just goes, we're, I mean, this is, we're going to have, uh, don't forget about it, the, the tension between the two of them. You can say this is kind of like a younger guy to him. When Richie ran away, Tony was just a kid, and now he's his boss. You can see... you. On one the side, resentment. oh, there's a lot of resentment. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, what I was younger when I saw this, so you kind of think of Richie as like the heel. But now that you know we're both close to the same age, you think like maybe someone that's like 20 years old now. You look at them as like a little kid, and then maybe 10 years from now, you're taking orders from them in some capacity. It, it there's got to be like a little some feelings going on about that. 
Oh, I, I can, I, I've had that happen uh, in uh, my professional career, and it definitely is, it is a little, you know, a little weird to take it from time to time. But I, I, I get it. Sure, sure. You, you got to see, you know, Tony can't slouch here, and also, you know, you, you got to respect Richie's feelings about this a little bit too. What's uh, the, the last, one you got? the last one I have is the end scene where Tony's, uh, you know. He's he's had it with Richie. This is after Richie is run down, uh, Beansy, and Tony just says, "I'm the motherfucking fucking one who calls the shots." Is, you know, there, there's your there's your T-shirt right there. I gotta agree. Uh, what's it called? That was that was like hardcore. Like that's him showing. You know, I, I don't care how you how you feel about me being boss. I'm fucking boss. Yeah, yeah. So he's letting him know. You know. He, Tony probably feels the same thing that we just talked about to a degree. You know, Richie's got to, you know, feel a certain way about this. I was a kid when he went away and this was kind of like when he went away, he was like this legend. He showed all this respect to Jackie. He probably felt the same way about Richie before he went to prison. Uh, But, you know, fuck nostalgia. We got, we got a business to run. Oh, I'm actually, I'm going to say I'm disappointed in you. Oh, okay. Why is that? Because one of the quotes I didn't hear you use, because you said that was your last one, right? Yes. What I miss? Junior. Which okay, go refresh. I'm I'll, probably I'll gonna be you. like the, the federal federal marshals are so far up my ass, I could taste brill uh, brill cream. <laughs> I was surprised. I say I didn't use that. I had that as my number one, but I didn't use it because I was saving it for you. Yeah, yeah, that's a miss by me. So good, good catch there. Yeah, that's. I'll take the L on that one. <laughs> it's all right. I, I listen. It happens, but I had to because <laughs> Junior once again with a one liner that's just fucking hysterical. Yeah, I think he had one scene in this this episode, but he was yeah, it was uh, he was a good six man in this episode. Oh, definitely, he's always <laughs> he's always good in the show. He's always got like good little uh, any scene he's in, it's very enjoyable. Definitely. <laughs> All right, uh, don't forget about it. So I have two writ- written down here and consistent with everything else we've talked about they both kind of have to do with richie um they said the tension between chris and richie is going to kind of lead to maybe other people doing things to have richie notice them in an, a couple episodes yes. because of the tension between the two of them yeah the tension the tension keeps going it's going to get really palpable in a couple episodes right and then and then after that is when it goes completely off the wall because somebody thinks they're doing the right thing. Yes. Yeah. So that's someone we're going to want to keep an eye on here. Uh, what do you have in this category? Uh, I have two as well. I'm going to go with my first one because he brought it up. Um, Feech. Oh, okay. This is my second. Well, go, go ahead. Um, him bringing up, like, you know, he mentions about, this is something that's really been, this is a big storyline, how they took down the poker game. Right. That got them noticed. It's brought up again in season three. It was brought up in season one. Um, it, it's a big to do, and actually, it's brought up a couple times. To- oh no, I think a couple more times it's brought up. But um, they mention the person, and that's somebody who's going to play. He's only going to be in a couple episodes, but fantastic in all the episodes he's in. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we're going to see. Well, I, I I think it's cool that they actually bring up the character's name because. We don't hear anything about like Phil Leotardo or Tony Blundetto 
ever until they just kind of show up. But we've been, we've been kind of, we're going to be sprinkled the breadcrumbs of Feach Lamana throughout the series until oh, he ultimately yeah. shows and up. And I love it. Cause then you finally get to meet the guy who basically got, you know, Tony and Jackie's career started in, in, in the mob. Right. Yeah. So this, this is cool. This was a good little, good little nugget here. I, I was glad. And that was actually my second. Don't forget about it. Was uh, the, the other uh, one I had was uh, Tony and Richie. Um, okay. How that relationship is going to be imploding very shortly too. Sure. Yeah. We're going to, a lot of Richie's going to bring a lot of tension around the show. And one of the biggest tension things is basically our podcast. <laughs> Uh, why? Because of what? Because of the because of that that uh, gesture. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're probably that might be the when when he when he says the the title of our show. Yes, that might be like the only quote we need for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have that quote 17 times. Just I'm just gonna keep repeating it throughout the episode. Fair, fair. That, that's you know stellar podcasting right there. There'll be a quick. I won't spend a lot of time doing notes that one. <laughs> I'm just going to write, I'm just going to write that. And I'm just going to close my book. Yeah. In like size 64 font. It's, it's the jacket. <laughs> I'm going to triple space it. <laughs> All right. So nitpicks. Um, the first one I have here was how come we know, how come we're just finding out now that Adriana's uh, Richie's niece, because we knew who Jackie was season one. It was, that was never brought up ever. No, I and I don't understand that. Like, you know, yeah. It was really it didn't make any sense that you know, no. okay, she's got an uncle. So she had two uncles that were related to that family. Right. Right. And it was um the scene in episode three, I believe, where they do the mock execution on Chris. You know, he's dating the boss Jackie's still alive at that point. He's dating the boss of the family's niece. And you're doing this? It it just a lot of you can kind of poke a lot of holes in that. Yeah, there's a lot of continuity problems there. Sure. Um, uh, my nitpick was the beansy scene because I, you know, I had to look at. I looked it up on the internet and then I looked at it. I uh, what's it called? I watched it. The coffee pot changes. Yes. Which I thought was really weird. Uh huh. I, I, you know, you see a couple of those mistakes from here and there, but that was really the only nitpick I had. I, I did have the Adriana thing, okay. but that was it. Okay. The second one that I have here was, you know, Beansy getting ran over. It's he, he runs away from Richie, who's firing a gun at him. It's nighttime. We see him go back to his car. It's still nighttime. So seeming, seemingly not a lot of time has passed. From the time this man pulled a gun on you to the time you're just casually kind of walking back to your car. I, if that was me, I would have been in a hotel, maybe called my wife, come get me. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe went to straight to Tony's house. Like, I would have hey. left, left my car and ran out of the state for a couple of days. Right. But he, you know, seemingly maybe an hour later goes back to his car and what happened to him happened to him. It just didn't seem like a very, uh, I, I don't know if it's a nitpick so much as this guy's an idiot. Actually, I, I, you know what? Thinking about the the scene now, I got something. Also, he saw the car. The lights lit up. He put his hands up in the air instead of running away. He just stood there. Yeah, yeah. He it could was have just... gotten out of the way of that. Like he could have. I, I know if somebody was trying to run me over, 
and I had that much time because he didn't even stop the car. All he did was turn on the lights. I would have jumped right out of the way. Yeah. Let him destroy my car, but I would have been safe. So a lot of a lot of bad decisions from Beansy for just from start to finish and how how he got where he got. You know what? That could be a don't forget about it either, because he's kind of like stupid like that throughout the whole show. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's I, I got that's all I got on nitpick. So you, you got any more? No, I'm good. I don't got any question, comments, or concerns either. I got a couple here, but uh, friends of ours, I I just have Paul Herman as Beansy. Um, he was he's obviously been in a lot of things. He was in Goodfellas. He was in Heat. He was in Copland. You remember him as the the accountant in Entourage? Yes. Yeah, he was really funny when he would just call E anytime Vince bought anything. He was getting he was getting a call getting screamed at by Beansy. I don't even remember the accountant's name. I'm just gonna call him Beansy. Mar- uh, was it Marv? Marvin. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, I actually he was actually really good in a movie too that I saw him in. Uh, he was in American Hustle. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's well traveled. Uh, I, I loved him in that as the fake guy because you know Christian Bale had him like you know set him up like he was gonna do something and help Bradley Cooper. He ended up being completely fake. Sure. Yeah, he's he's the consummate that guy. I didn't even I didn't know his real name until I I kind of looked this up yesterday. He was just he was beansy to me, and then I think was well, he was a drug dealer in Goodfellas. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he was Paul Herman. Uh, he as soon as I put my notes away for this episode, he's gonna go back to being beansy. <laughs> uh, I didn't have I didn't have anybody other than than uh, him. That was mine too. I looked and there was nothing significant, so I didn't force it here. Um, questions, comments, concerns. I had a couple here. Just uh, Lee Tamahori, who directed this episode. This was another one and done. This was the only episode he directed. He also directed a couple of movies. You ever see any of the the Die Another Day, the James Bond? This was Pierce Brosnan. Uh, honestly, I'm ashamed to say I've never watched a James Bond movie ever. Really? Not even the Daniel Craig ones? Not any of them. Okay. All right. I'm not. Um, I think there's other people who are more into them than I am. Like, I didn't see Die Another Day yet uh, in theaters. I'll, I'll catch it when I when I catch it. It's not a priority. But I've, I've seen most of them. Uh, maybe not all of the Sean Connery ones. But I, I've seen them. They're good. They're fine. I'm not a bond head or anything it's 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 they're fine okay i, I never really got into it because i never really i was like eh, i really didn't really like you know i've watched them and i, I kind of got bored yeah so he directed that you see the edge with alec baldwin and anthony oh, hopkins great movie yeah so he directed that too and another one along came a spider Another great movie, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, the Morgan Freeman. I forgot the girl in that movie, Monica Potter. There you go. She was. She ended up being the the, uh, the, the criminal. The, yep. Yep. So great fucking movie. Who's got? He's wasn't got that a... wasn't that like a, a piggyback off of Kiss the Girls? It was. Okay. Yeah. So he, he got some got some good credits in there, but this was the only Sopranos he directed, and. Also, Donna Smythe, who plays Gia Gata, Beansy's wife, who uh, you know yells at Tony here. You gotta let that animal get away with this. This was her only acting credit. She played. She would go on to play Gia in two more episodes, and then she sadly died in 2012. But everything I looked up, couldn't find out how she died. But she she passed away, fortunate unfortunately, in uh, 2012. Wow. Yeah. So that's uh, that's all I got on questions, comments, concerns. Trivia, you or I? 
All right. Would you like to go first? All right, sure. All right. All right. So, you know, I was going to do a, a David Preval theme question because this was Richie's induction in the show. I got one of him, too. <laughs> All right. We, we, I hope it's not the same one, but I, I doubt it. All right. So David Preval, he played an uncredited movie role as a card player in this movie, which also had in smaller roles, Steve Buscemi and Giancarlo. Four rooms. What's up? Was it four rooms? No. Oh. Okay. So, all right. So here are the choices. So okay. it's got Praval. He's uncredited. He's not, he's in this very briefly. And we got Buscemi and Gus Spring. So here are the choices. New Jack City, The Freshman, King of New York, Carlito's Way, or Miller's Crossing. And you can eliminate right away. Oh yeah, I, I can eliminate Carlito's way. Okay. Um, I also believe I can eliminate Miller's Crossing. Okay, good Coen Brothers movie. Yes, uh, I think that's Gabriel Brin too, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That was a very good one. What was the first one again? I'm sorry. The first one was New Jack City. I'm going to go the freshman. The freshman with Brando and Matthew Broderick. That is incorrect. It was new, uh, King of New York. Shit. If I had said Christopher Walken, that would have given it away. Yeah, that would have. I, I saw a couple that was uncredited, and I realized that he was in four rooms, and it was uncredited. So I. Okay. That's, that's a comment. Right? I guessed that right away. Okay. Yeah. Um, Esposito was in this as Lance and. I haven't seen this in a while, and Buscemi played a character called Test Tube. So I gotta, I gotta revisit this. I, I know I liked this movie when I saw it, I, but I don't remember it verbatim. Really good movie though when I did see it. I actually ended up seeing this movie after I saw the sequel, uh, Suicide Kings. <laughs> okay, Suicide Kings was good as well. I enjoyed that. Um. All right. So my David Preval question. Go for it. As you can tell by his IMDb, he's got a lot of multi-episode arcs on television. He's a worker. Uh, which one of these was he not in uh, multiple episodes? Okay. Boomtown. Okay. Vinyl. Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. Californication. <sighs> okay. I know he was in Vinyl. Because I remember him in vinyl. Because there were a lot of Sopranos bit players in vinyl. Um, uh, so your choices were vinyl, Boomtown, Everybody Loves Raymond, and what else? Californication. Californication. Um, I've seen every episode of Californication, and I don't remember seeing him in it. So that'll be my guess. Shit. Okay, <laughs> good job. Okay. <laughs> cool. I did. I... Uh, I was not, and I've never heard of Boomtown. He had a he had a four episode arc on there, and then he had a six episode arc on Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay, yeah, I didn't watch either. I I know obviously I know what Everybody Loves Raymond is, and I know a lot of people love that show. I just never got into it, and but I have seen all of Counterfortification, and I I know he wasn't in it. I remember Michael Imperioli had a nice arc on there. Yes, he did. Okay. 
so yeah, just different Sopranos player in that show. All right, cool. So we got moment moments of truth here. MVP of the episode. Who who was your pick? Low hanging fruit, Richie. <laughs> this had to be Richie this episode. Yeah, I think we talked about it during the week. It was kind of like there was no other choice here. This dude just showed up like just an injection of HGH into the show. And yeah, I, I also went with the low hanging fruit. I don't even know if it was a low hanging fruit. I think it was the only fruit to grab. I, I think it was like fall. Everything is gone and rotted out. There was one <laughs> apple left. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, how many boxes of ZD for this one? Uh, I really enjoyed the episode. Uh, fantastic introduction. A couple of good side stories. Um, you see the internal toy, uh, in, internal turmoil with Melfi wanting to know if she should take him back or not. It, it's just great all around. I gave it an 8.5 box. 8.5 boxes is easy. Okay. I went a little lower than you. I just went eight, eight flat. And just, just because of the, the, the meadow storyline in the beginning, I, I thought those were, those kind of dragged until the end. The second half of that story was good, but the beginning where it's just, you know, like a little, se- little kind of callback to season one. Otherwise I would have went a little higher, but I, I'm close to you anyway here with an eight, 8.5. We're, we're pretty much in sync there. So that's good. Good episode. Uh, what's something good you watch this week? I uh, watched a couple of movies this week. Um, I right. uh, watched King Richard. Oh, I saw it. What'd you think? <sighs> I think Will Smith is, is may have won an Oscar. This could be it. I mean, this probably should be it. Cause I don't, I don't know who, if, you, if you're not going to give it to him, who are you going to give it to? It was such a performance. And, you know, I was watching it with my daughter and my, uh, my wife. Um, she was there watching it with me. Okay. Um, my daughter. And I was ex- like, you know, like my daughter's like, you know, he's so hard on them. It's like, yes, but that that's what parents do, honey. You know, it's. They saw something. She goes, "Does he love him? Does he does he love them?" I go, of course he does. You know, this is, you know, you see throughout the movie him pushing them to be the best that they can be, and and making you know setting rules, setting goals, setting guidelines, and sticking to the plan. He had a plan for them all along, and he never wavered. You know, he. He knew what was best for his kids, and he was he wasn't going to settle for anything less. And it was perfectly performed. Uh, I think the girl who played Ser- uh, Venus was fantastic as well. Uh huh. It was just a great movie. Very feel good. Very like heartwarming. Great movie. Yeah, I enjoyed. It. I think the path is kind of cleared for for him to win an Oscar. I, I don't know who you give it to if if not him. I I mean I'm I'm looking at kind of my nominees for top 10 of the year and you got last duel house of gucci adam driver you, you could see him nominated for either of those roles um some of the, maybe some of the actors in belfast but yeah this kind of seems like a one horse race at this point so yeah i i think he definitely solidified him, especially this time of the year this is the perfect time of year for for oscars this is this is emmy season uh, emmy season this is award season right? yeah because if this movie had come out in february we would have talked about it for a month and then you know Done. something else something else would have dropped now that we're talking about and we it would have been forgotten so yeah, yeah you're right. would have been nominated for an oscar and be like oh was it really worth it like i don't remember it because it's out of memory yeah so this is a good time to drop it right before uh 
you know, Oscar considerations are coming out. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. He, I think he's, he deserves it the most right now. Uh, another one I got to catch, which was a really cute movie, eight bit Christmas. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tell me about this because I've been hearing about it. I don't even know what it is. Uh, it's Neil Patrick Harris. Um, he narrates it basically with his daughter, um, and talking about trying to get Nintendo when it first came out, the okay. regular Nintendo. And, you know, uh, hijinks ensue. He tells a story. kind of sounds like Barney okay. uh, from How I Met Your Mother, the way he's he's acting and everything. And this is another one. Um, Steve Zahn was in it as well. He played his father when he was younger. Okay. And, you know, they, they're like, oh, video games are poison. They'll, they'll cause you to kill, you know, like, you know, hate monger stuff. Like, you know, because, you know, they were people don't pay attention when they're playing video games, which uh-huh. I'm completely against. <laughs> but um you see and he it, it's his journey to try and get it and i won't spoil it but it's really touching ending um okay it's it, like you know you, you're watching it you're watching it and then the ending just like rips you really really good okay i'm probably gonna have to check this out before uh before christmas definitely a good christmas movie very okay. good christmas movie should it if it had come out last year would it have been uh I would have tried okay. to nominate it for our thing, yeah. All right, it would have been a contender in the tournament. I think so. All right, all right. So I'm, I'll definitely have to check this out before. Uh... I don't know when, but about a contender because there's so many great Christmas movies, but it definitely in the in the discussion to be in the top thirty two. So if you had if you had eight bit Christmas or Die Hard, which which ah oh, come on, I can't <laughs> go against Die Hard. That's like the movie, right? <laughs> I was I was crushed first time in a while. I was like Mickey's Christmas Carol. That's my joint. I, like I, I was so upset that I had to vote against Mickey's Christmas Carol. <laughs> that was, that might be my favorite rendition of Christmas Carol. Well, my second favorite, my first is the Muppets Christmas Carol. Okay, yeah, that's coming up this week, so you, you'll get a you'll get a crack of that one. But oh, it it's it was so sad to see it go. But it was Die Hard, so John McClane, you know, ho ho, Understa- got a machine gun now. So Understandable. I, I can't I can't fight the tide, so it's it's fine. Uh, what uh, so about I, you? What's some things you watched? So I got I got some TV going on here. Uh, I've been I've been on a uh, Dexter New Blood. What are your thoughts on this so far? Uh, I think it's starting to get crazy. Yeah, yeah. So episode four. I don't want to give too much away, but we got some some Harrison things going on. Born in blood. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what's going on with that. But I'm really enjoying it so far, and it's ten episodes, so we're four in. You know, it's like if, it, if this was a six episode limited thing, we're going to kind of have to tie up these loose ends really quick. But we have time to spend a little spend a little more hours with these characters and, you know, see, see where this goes. I'm, I'm into it. I'm glad they're, they're doing it. I think and, it's going to go off the walls very soon. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I think I don't know if you and I have had this conversation, but everyone talks about oh Game of Thrones. It was the worst ending of a show ever. And. And I'm just like, do we not remember Dexter? Because I thought that entire season was just trash. And I'm going to so- be honest with you. I'll, I'll, Dexter is a top 10 series for me. Okay. It was my number one until that season. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was such a letdown. And it made me not want to even revisit the show again. So after, wh- after season six, because season six was, six was the last one I could really take. Okay is when it started getting really hard to watch. The last two seasons were so difficult. And I was so invested, so I had to watch it. But 
Oh, and I was, I was it, hesitant. It really peaked after Trinity. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was tough to go up from there. Yeah. That was such a great, great storyline. Cause yeah, the first season you had his brother. The second season was him. Right. Uh, the third season was Miguel Prado and the butcher. And yep. then boom, Trinity. So it was going upwards really fast. Like the way it was. And then I didn't mind season five, but then season six is when it started dropping. Yeah. So I was, I was hesitant. Uh, at all to even go into this but i'm glad i did because before i'm really enjoying it and i think enough time has passed to where the stink of that last season has kind of subsided and you're you're willing you're more willing to give this another chance and i'm glad i did i'm I'm excited to see where it goes well there's six episodes left and i think if they do it right they can close it out on a high note sure definitely so i'm into it gonna be watching every week um, in addition to that, I didn't catch the new one yet, but I did watch the first two of Hawkeye. Have you have you gone into this? I got the first episode down. Okay. Um, a little slow, but I, I enjoyed it a little bit. Um, yeah. So I, I'm going to get into it. It's just been a little tough with because I've been trying to watch. This is the time of year we start watching Christmas movies. So. Right. So it's really good. Um, the dynamic between him and Steinfeld, and this is obviously kind of, Maybe not obviously, but this is kind of where we're going to phase out of the old school Avengers. It seems like we're, we're setting up for Jeremy Renner to kind of pass the Hawkeye torch to Haley Steinfeld's character as Kate Bishop. Yeah, it's I'm just so excited right now. Like for when it comes to the whole Marvel MCU, um, December 20th, uh, December 17th is what it's all about. Oh, I, I, I got tickets because uh, initially they were and I, I kept hearing people say, you know, I was having trouble getting Spider-Man tickets or sold out. And I looked like Sunday night. I was like, let me let me check, see if I can get Spider-Man tickets. And there were literally like even if you wanted to sit like the very front row, there was nothing. And then uh, I, ch- I happened to check last night and there were they opened like five new theaters up in brick. So I, I managed to get tickets. So I'm going to go see that opening night. Very nice. I'm going on the Monday. Cool, cool. So yeah, it is, I'm I'm definitely excited for that. And so that's this, a big week too. That that's that, and then you got Matrix. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot, a lot of things to look forward to. So yeah, Hawkeye's good. Um, looks like if you saw Black Widow and you followed the the events of that, it looks like Florence Pugh should be making an appearance in the show, if not be a heavy factor in it. And Vera Farmiga's in it. Just really good cast. Um, it's it. I, my expectations were low. So if it You're pleasantly surprised right now. Yeah. So if it exceeds those low expectations, then it, it kind of already has. So I'm enjoying it. I'll watch it every week. It's six episodes, so it's not a huge commitment. And yeah, so Hawkeye's good. I recommend it to anyone listening. Any movies? Uh well, I mentioned this on um our podcast last night, but I, I did see House of Gucci. How was it? Oh, it was so good. I, I, I really enjoyed the hell out of it. There there wasn't a bad performance in this movie. It was just from Adam Driver, Lady Gaga, Pacino, Jeremy Irons. Jared Leto was ridiculous, but he was hilarious at the same time. I got to be honest. Lady Gaga surprised me with her acting skill. She's so good. Yeah, she's she's never been in anything bad. I remember A Star is Born. She was really good in that. She was in a season of American Horror Story. She was excellent in that. So yeah, she's solid this movie. I didn't know anything about the Gucci family. I you know, I knew Gucci was 
uh, Gucci's kind of like an adjective to me. It's like, yeah, I'm Gucci. I would hear like kids say that. And okay, uh, sure. I always thought of Gucci as something I'll never be able to afford. So that, <laughs> that's how I always looked at it. Yeah. So I, so I learned some, I learned some stuff about the, a pretty crazy story. If you, if you wind up seeing this movie, it's, it's pretty oh, wild. That, this is definitely on my list. This is one because Adam Driver is starting to become my favorite actor right now. I think he's starting to be, he's starting to really be getting to that upper echelon of acting. Sure. And this was the, the second movie of the year from Ridley Scott because he did this in the last duel. I was saying, I was saying this on our podcast last night. I was like, I'm, I'm kind of like shot after this is my second podcast of the week. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm, I'm like, I'm like ready to just relax for a little bit. This guy's made like two awards caliber films in, in a couple months. And here I am. I'm like, Oh man, I got to edit this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, both those, The Last Duel and uh, House of Gucci, both excellent Ridley Scott films, both with Adam Driver. And uh, yeah, really good. So I recommend that as well. Anthony, where's some place people can follow you at? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Twinkie730, or you can follow me and my friends playing uh, some games, uh, arcade underscore wars at Instagram. Uh, we have competitions. We play some games. We talk some shit. It's fun. We actually have an event coming up on Sunday. It's the most important event of the year. It's our end game. Okay. Um, so what happens here? Uh, this is basically all challenges all, all day long. So it's just like no rhyme or reason. You get challenged. You could lose your belt. Okay. All right. You, I, I would imagine you don't want that to happen. No, not right now. No. Just, just from my, not my WWE knowledge. Nobody wants to lose his belt, especially when Endgame, because Endgame is the most important thing ever. Okay, I don't specifically know like what's going on with your tournament, but I know those those words, and I know those 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 carry some weight. Yes. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about you, Dave? Uh, you can follow me at ddem2000 on both Twitter and Instagram. We have an Instagram account for this show. It's at it's the jacket pod so we you can follow us there we keep we post updates about the show we occasionally do some polls quizzes uh some fun stuff on there so that's that's active as well um if you want to talk about sopranos with myself or anthony or any other show or movie you can join the movie and television talk facebook group just type that into a group search we are the red cover photo we are in the middle of a very intense christmas movie tournament at the moment so that's a lot of fun things going on there between that and the shows the podcast we're doing so yeah that's that's about that's about all i got my friend well we got the next episode yeah uh, yeah. and it's gonna be commendatore i think that's how you say it yeah 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 i mean my my italian is uh uh ma no ma molto bene yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, it's a good episode. I watched it yesterday. Uh, and like you mentioned, a very, very important character comes out of this episode. Yeah. So we're we're gonna definitely be uh talking about him for next week and probably a lot of weeks following. Yes. Cool. My friend, good talk as always. Always is, sir. I will talk to you same time next week, sir. Sounds good. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next week. Take care.